Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide, that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have Dawn Prokop. Uh, she's the founder of a company called uh, Fed. The website is fed.today, T-O-D-A-Y. And she makes these really cool metallic utensil kits, you know, forks, spoons, chopsticks, et cetera. And um, my wife found her her stuff at a, uh, a local farmer's market, and she's been using it. And it's, it's really cool. It's a nice alternative to using plastic when you go to restaurants and eat out or eat at home. So I want to welcome her. Uh, Dawn, thanks for coming. Good evening. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. Well, tell me a bit about yourself and how did you uh, think about making this product? <laughs> okay, so it's kind of it's it's a clever story. It it, it actually started 25 years ago. Um, I was reading this book about a Tibetan monk, and as he was entering the monastery, he was issued one wooden bowl. So this is going to be his wooden bowl for life. Um, there, the everything was a prayer. It was a very intentional, conscious way of living, and. After they would eat, they would take the bowl to the river and wash it in the river, scrub it with the sand, dry it in the sun. Um, He had a pocket inside of his sleeve and he would store it in his sleeve. And I actually wept when I when I read this this story. I, I, I wanted that kind of relationship, not just with. Um, my food, but with with intentional vessels. So, so then fast forward to about 13 years ago, um, I started a recycling business in Dallas, just a basic recycling. I was just helping people get recycled materials into containers and then to the the sorting centers. So it was real, real elementary. And um, I'd started a business called Resourcers, R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E-R-E-S-S. And um, somehow I got my, my, the reputation of being a really big operation. I was a party of one um, and I got invited to do all these big festivals. And, and so I was uh, doing Taste of Dallas and I had rounded up a crew to help me. 
And um, it was in the middle of the summer. It was really hot and I could not get in front of the crowd. I couldn't get ahead of the situation, shall I say. There was, um, they were consuming at such a fast pace and, and everything was disposable. And I was, it was just the right amount of heat and frustration. And I was just like, oh my God, what would it take to shift the way humans consume food? Right. And so I, it was, it was in that moment though, that, and I had, I had, I was on the verge, I was on the verge of being an angry environmentalist, really frustrated with the way uh, people behave and, you know, just, just, you know, that person. And, um, but I was, I was in the process of shifting out of that. And it was all of a sudden it hit me. It was so clear. It has to be beautiful. It has to be attractive. It has to be something that people um, are gravitate towards like good music, right? Like we hear something that feels good. We move towards it. Um, And so I knew right in that moment, I was like, well, I'm going to create beautiful utensil kits and mess kits. There's a bigger vision that goes with this. Um, yeah, so there's the, the mess. I was, was going to create these utensil kits and, um, and that's when it started. And, and I'd, I'd been playing around with it ever since then, but seven years ago, I actually said yes to it fully. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what were your first products like and you know how they evolved over time? <laughs> okay. So the first products were extremely complicated. Um, they were a, it was a modular system where I built two handles out of acrylic. And I, I, I used to work in a machine shop, so I know how things are built. Um, I started with CAD drawings, 3d printings, got injection molding, did lathe work, you name it. But I made these two handles and I had 1024 thread counts sticking out of them. And then I had a fork, a knife, a spoon, all out of brass, solid brass. And they screwed into the top of them. And then I made chopstick extensions. I'll have to send you a picture. They're really great. Okay. But um, they're, they're actually, they're stunning works of art. And that's the thing is they were stunning works of art, which meant they were really expensive. And as far as like that becoming a vocation of any kind, it, was, it wasn't real practical. Plus, it wasn't a practical on-the-go solution because there were right. too many moving parts. And when you're, when you're trying to be minimal, uh, Minimal means less. <laughs> so yeah. I, I evolved into uh, into just solid pieces of brass. I use brass because it is um, self sanitizing. Oh really? Oh, so what happens when you uh, when you eat off brass? Uh, you still have to clean it, right? Or or what happens? Yeah, warm soapy water, but it does start to um, it, it starts to clean itself. So there's a there's a method called the oligodynamic effect. And that is, um, so brass, copper, and sterling silver, those metals actually release a toxin. And that toxin actually kills bacteria. Um, and so... I've heard of copper doing that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's yeah, get so these bra- other metals too. Yeah, brass doorknobs in hospitals, it'll kill MRSA and staff and some other big players. So it's, uh, it's, it's intentional and intelligent, is what I like to mm. say about the metal. <clears throat> okay. The other thing is I, I love the alchemy of brass because it's, it's going to patina and it's, and it's, it's going to shift according to your body chemistry, the metal and the foods you eat. And so it's kind of a roadmap of, of just, yeah, I, I just think it's a beautiful alchemy. And, but there's, I have really organic, clean ways of uh, polishing the metal so you can bring it back to its, its, its original beauty. So what's the, um, you know, have you done any experimentation on eating with these utensils versus plastic? 
you know, what are some of the problems in uh, eating off of plastic? Well, eating off of plastic is okay. Beyond it being it's, it's wasteful because it's disposable, but plastic is, and I don't, and I'm, I don't have all the, the, the wonderful chem, uh, chem, chemical terms to share with you, but plastic is not something I think we should be putting in our mouths that can leach off into our bodies. It, uh, it's, it's not, it, it's not healthy. Um, yeah, I, I, I could probably say a lot more about that, but I just don't have, I don't have all the, the stats with me right now. I just, I just know that plastic, the, the leaching off of the body is not healthy. Um, right. And now with brass, I will say this, this is my disclaimer that um, I tell people to spend time with it and to talk to your body intelligence and determine if that metal works for you. It's a yes for me. Um, I know some people have an aversion to brass and copper. Ayurvedic cooking, it is an element that's used widely for its healing benefits. Um, but I can't make that claim that it's going to heal your body or you should use right, it. Right. Yeah, that's a personal decision. Okay. So, um, all right. So you, you make these out of brass. What, what kind of people buy them that you've observed? Like, why do people buy them, they tell you? Or what, what's your selling point? Or why people should use it? All right. So this is interesting. I I said, I do, I am a vendor. I set up at farmer's markets and various events throughout town and I have signage and I put put different signs up. One of the signs I have says personal utensil kits, and that's on one side of the booth. On the other side of the booth, I I put the words tools for conscious consumption. And I always have the sign up that says mindful consumption. How are you fed? Um, We'll get into that. How are you fed in a minute? But it's interesting because there are those customers that walk up and they see tools for conscious consumption and they get it on a visceral level. They're like, Oh my God, I told this is, this is, I've been looking for something like this. My bamboo sucks. It's, it's gets soggy. I have a, I have a cheap plastic pair. I have, you know, there's always a conversation around it and they connect deeply with these tools. Now, remember I, the underlying base of this has to do with that Tibetan monk, one bowl, sacred vessel. Um, so, so those people actually feel the energetics, uh, that I've actually put into my work. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets a hundred thousand plus downloads a month, We need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from $10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click Support Us today. Now back to the show. Then you know, I, you know uh, what uh, you might think is funny is um, years ago, I used to work at a job and this one Chinese guy, you know, I, I, I got laid off from the job and he said something to me in Chinese. And I said, what did you say? And he said, well, you broke your rice bowl. And I guess that's an expression in Chinese. That means you, you know, you lost your job. Ah, well, it's funny. And that, that's actually cute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend some time with that. That might be something fun to, to play with. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, 
So the other the other customers will come up and and they you know they'll see personal utensil kits and it's not registering in their brain yet like oh, they're like well what is that and I'm like well it's it's actually just what it says it's actually a personal utensil kit and they'll look at it and it's usually like oh this will be good for camping and I'm like or it would be good to you know leave in your purse your desk at work your your car your bag whatever whatever your lifestyle is so that when you step out your front door you are prepared because you know you're going to eat. It's not a surprise. We're, we're going to do it probably three times a day, you know? Um, so, so just have your gear. It's like having a water bottle or our grocery bags. It's, it's a lifestyle. And so that's my favorite part. I love turning the light switch on and folks will be like, Oh, okay. And Oh, oh, I know this one person there. There's always one member in the family who's, who's a little, real particular about these kinds of things. And then what'll happen is some of my customers will come back two days, two weeks, two months, two years later, and they'll, they're like, okay, I'm ready. And what I love is that they're ready for that commitment to conscious consumption. They could go get utensils anywhere. It's, yeah. it's the lifestyle. And that's what I, where I say, I'm actually selling a lifestyle um, backed by, you know, beautiful product. Um, but it's that communication. So I, I really do cherish all my conversations I have with my customers at, at the markets. So do you, um, do your customers come back? Like you see them again, let's say a month later at the, you know, the, the market or you just, they email you or whatever, but what kind of comments have you gotten after someone's used the products for a few months or years or weeks? They're so sweet. They, they, uh, there's always, I love it. I, I, this is, this is the only thing I'll eat off of. I love being the one that, you know, sits down at the table and I pull out my gear, um, being able to demonstrate to other people what it looks like. Um, they'll buy, they'll come back and holiday shop with me. Um, but they, they really actually connect with it. And, um, that's the piece that, that is, that's really precious to me, which tells me that the intention um, has translated through the through the product through through the through the whole movement that I that I'm working with. So, what happens when someone eats? I mean, you give them instructions on how to wipe off the spoon and the fork and all that stuff, so that they just put it in their back in their bag, or yeah, or what happens? Well, it comes with so most of the kits come with a napkin, right? And so I, you know, I tell them, listen, if you've got if you've got a water glass on the table, just when you're done with everything rinse them in the water, wipe it with your napkin, store it in the case. When you get home, wash everything with warm soapy water. The case itself can be uh, rinsed with warm soapy water. So everything is really, um, really durable in that way. Um, if they have a lemon at the table, the lemons will disinfect and polish at the same time. Um, also the fact is it is self sanitizing. So if, if you're in a hurry and you can't get the peanut butter off the spoon, just yeah. throw it in the case, get home, wipe it down and uh, rinse everything. And you're, you're good. There's no, there's no bacteria that's getting harbored. Um, it's, and it's just, we start to be mindful of our mess we make. Okay. Oh, interesting. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. Um, have you thought about expanding to like fold up bowls or, you know, are there any other instruments that uh, I, I saw like the one kit that we got from you, it has chopsticks. It has like, it looks like a spoon that you cook heroin on, but I know it's just, regular <laughs> I know that's, 
right? It's that that stainless steel. Uh, it's a stainless steel stirring straw, and I know it, it, it's for. It was originally I was using rods, little rods for coffee and tea, because I if you've ever sat in a coffee house and watched people go dress their coffee, that is a um, an interesting experience because they are blowing through those little, all the stuff at such a rapid pace. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a stirring rod in there. Well, then when I found that type of tool where it's a strong one, I couldn't help myself. Um, the, okay. So there's I've, the range of products is I've got the minimal two in one uh, fork and spoon. It's not really a sport because it's a fork on one side, a spoon on one side. So that's as slim as I can get you. Then mm-hmm. I have full kits. Um, I do have the full experience that involves a um, that involves a a bowl, and I collect bowls, and I, I resell those um, at the at farmers markets and things. But there's a, a tiffin that I'm using, and that is primarily for folks when they're going to um, let's say festivals or food events, that kind of thing. So you can literally walk up to the vendor and just say, "Listen, just put the the taco in this bowl," and then you've got mm container that that's actually a whole program and that was um i am I'm about, really excited about that one what about making the case the bowl so you like open unfold the case open it it has the materials inside it but the case itself like the inside could be a bowl ah that's clever um i i can i can put that on the design table I, i'd love to show you sometime the the number of bowls that i have um that I have designed that have rigging <laughs> to them. Um, so, but thank you. That That's cute. I mean, I, I'll spend some time with that one. Yeah. It's just, so it's like literally all in one, let's say either for camping or just for dining, but you have sure. everything in that little case. The whole thing is reusable. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, well, very interesting. So what, what, um, I mean, is this onesie twosie, like people buy them one at a time or have you had like companies buy them for the employees or, you know, like what, what kind of customers do you get that you expect versus ones that are unusual to you? So I'll get both. I'll get, I get the onesie twosies, those that come back for holiday. And then what I also do is I do a custom, um, custom, well, okay. It's a co-branding kind of thing. For instance, there's, there's, there's people that will come in and they want to give them as employee appreciation gifts. So I have a minimum on that. And with that, I bring in that company's branding because I do my napkins are handmade. They're they're made of hemp. And then I do direct garment printing on there. I do that myself. So anything is possible in that realm. And the napkins are so much fun because that's where I put um, your company's logo, your slogan. I'm always going to put how are you fed on there, but I don't have to have my website on. Right. right. Um, and it depends on what we're doing, I can do, um, additional logo branding and etching. Um, but that, that's a whole different, that, that's what that's, that, that is an option. So yeah. yeah, I do have a lot of times it's businesses giving them as employee appreciation gifts and something really exciting though, is I'm actually, um, going, um, partnering up with prep to your door. Uh, prep to your door is a, an Austin based, so they're in Houston and Austin. They're a leave no waste, uh, meal prep company. Uh, everything is locally sourced. It's all vegan or vegan or vegetarian. And, um, and, and, and they're going to, when someone's ordering, they'll be able to choose online, you know, it's utensil kit. So that that's my newest partnership and I'm pretty excited about that. So that's cool. Yeah. Have you thought about like donating, 
you know, a couple to like some soup kitchens or hospitals and maybe they'd pick up on it? Um, that I, I have not thought of that one. No, but thank you. I'm taking notes here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got all kinds of ideas, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what, what's the future of this? Like, where do you want to take it? What do you want it to grow into? So, okay. Um, here's a, here's a, a funny little thing. So, so I have, I have this, uh, guidance system that wakes me up at 2 AM in the morning. And that's when I get these really intuitive downloads, real clear instructions. So a couple of years ago, I woke up at 2 AM and I said the words out loud, custom built wall mounted vending machines. So I built these custom, <laughs> custom built wall-mounted vending machines for the product they're absolutely beautiful they've got a video screen on it um they actually you know so you just push the button it shows a picture of the product you put your card in and it dispenses a full kit the other side is a has is a a telescoping straw but i'm not married to that the second column yet i'm actually going to be partnering with other people's products for that but i want these machines to go in high traffic food areas uh, hotels, maybe uh, maybe airports again one day, um, places where people are going to be outdoors doing, you know, eating and participating in, in outdoor activities. Um, right. So so this is this is a a big venture that I started for myself, and I had the I had two machines up last year or before COVID. Um, so now I'm just in the process of getting them back established with uh, mm. with wonderful partners. Are there um, any luxury materials if someone wants to, uh, you know, spend more? Like, do you do all copper, or is there a material that's like ideal, but it's just a lot more expensive to make? Well, I guess the the other one would be sterling silver or a blend thereof. Um, that one's going to be again. I, I'm I'm pretty committed to these particular metals because of their their intrinsic value of of self sanitizing. And because like silver in the body, the body, it leaches off into the body. It's actually healthy. Um, the brass itself is actually to me, um, a gift at all levels. So I feel, I feel really committed to that one. I have a hard time eating off stainless steel now. It just has, it just Mm. doesn't, it just feels like dead metal to me, um, versus the relationship. I've been using the same set of cutlery for over eight years now. And going to die with it. So, um, there's no reason to have another set. It'll, it'll last forever. Um, Yeah. I I do have five styles. So I, I, I work with molds and, um, I'm always coming up with different ones. I was actually working with a local jeweler, um, these, this, this group, and they do phenomenal metal work. And we designed a, um, there's actually gemstones that get infused into the handles. So that would be the higher end offering that I would, um, that I would present if somebody wanted to to go real fancy with me. Okay. Very cool. So uh, the best way to get it is what people go to fed.today. Is that the best place? Yes. And, 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 or Instagram and Instagram is fed.today as well. So. Okay. Um, I, I guess any, Anything else that uh, I should have asked you about this? Anything surprising about how far you've come with it or your experience with it or customers or anything that jumps out at you? Um, no, I feel, I feel really complete. Like we, we've covered a lot of really good, um, really good topics and stories. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking, inviting me to this. 
fun. Yeah, I just thought it was a real cool idea. And, um, you know, like I said, my wife loves it. She brings her kit with her when we go out and eat. And, you know, she prefer, prefers that big time to eating with, uh, you know, plastic or whatever's on hand. So it's, uh, yeah. it's a nice experience, you know. Oh. I guess another, another thought is um, in the case, you know, again, it could be a bowl or not. But if you have little compartments where people could put like a little thing to hold salt or to hold pepper or maybe to hold one or two spices in the case, that might be cool, too, because mm-hmm. you have all that in one as well. I have some bigger cases um, that would that would hold that, and I uh, the salt and pepper thing has been a has been a conversation. Um, it it was one of those where yeah, I guess it was just could be little jars that somebody could um, refill on their own um, versus pouch, you know, something that's you throw away. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do that too. So thank you, Richard. <laughs> no problem. Well, very good. Well, Don, thanks for coming on the podcast. And uh, it's very cool what you're doing. And I'm excited to see what ideas you're going to come up with over the next couple of years and put out there as product. Thank you so much. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.